This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never Podcast. It's 2020! Yay! Um, Thank you all for sticking with us over that chaotic Christmas fixture list where Dave and I did our stockpile of recordings and I think uh, by the end of them we were a little bit confused as to whether we were in the future, the past, the present, whether Christmas had gone, whether we were in that weird six days between Christmas and New Year or quite frankly what planet we were all on. So um, I'm amazed we managed to get anything coherent out but we did and that's because... Dave rocks, but uh, but we're back in our usual routine. Uh, Friday nights, me and Dave, um, me just sitting here, basically letting Statman Dave do all the work. Dave Roberts, you are our headliner, of course, of the preview show. Welcome back and happy new year. Great to be back and happy new year to uh, you, Natalie, and happy new year to all of our listeners. Well, I'm Indeed. Uh, well, both of them. All, both, all two of them. No. <laughs> there are more listeners than that, I promise you. Um, well, they've already heard from me this week because we, we managed to get the, the main preview show. No, not the preview show. We got, managed to get the main podcast back this week, which was uh, which was quite a good catch-up show. Um, but rather than us speaking for a long hour or however long it was doing those podcasts, it actually had been quite a while since we spoke, Dave. So um, how are you feeling from a Claret's perspective, are you up, down, in between, frustrated, fine, calm? Where's your nerves? Um, I think it's worrying we didn't get any points on the three games uh, over Christmas and New Year. We obviously had the win prior to uh, Christmas. We, we had a good away win at Bournemouth, but then getting nothing at all out of the uh, three games, Boxing Day, the Manchester United game in between, and also the Villa game. Um, was worrying, particularly when you look at the next four games. I know we shouldn't look too far ahead and it's game to time and, and all of that, but the fact that we've got a really tough run of uh, fixtures in January in the Premier League, we're obviously going to have a um, another cup game in between after a, a, a good cup win over Peterborough last week. Um, the, 
you know the, the the Premier League is the bread and butter, as we know, and the uh, we have got a really tough run of matches, and we have got difficulties with um, uh, squad injuries as well. We haven't had any suspensions, thankfully, uh, but the injuries seem to have, uh, have piled up. So it's going to be going to be tough January, I think. If we can uh, get a, a surprise win here and there, it'll do the to- uh, confidence a world of good. God. That's that's ambitious, Dave. But yeah, it, it, January is horrible, and I know you're saying you should look further ahead. But um, Richard had to really keep me calm in the the main show this week because I was the next nine fixtures are horrific. We've got just the most horrible fixtures. But then the last nine games or eight games, whatever it is, till the end of the season, actually look all right. They look, you know, the, the running's quite um, manageable. They're all games that you would expect to be able to win. You might not win them all, but you should expect to get something from every single game. Um, I just hope we've not cut ourselves too far adrift with too much to do by the end of this horrible run. Um, I I fully expect us to be in the bottom three by the time we get to the end of the January, just because of the fixtures. Um, and it's just then we've got to see whether we, we claw our way out of it. But um, one of the things we talked about in the main podcast is that you know, out of the, the fixtures we've got coming up, the four, the three or four that we've got, um, Chelsea away and United away may look on paper to be quite horrific fixtures, but both of them are going through difficult transitional periods at the moment and they're not unbeatable. They're certainly not the Chelsea and the United um, that we knew from a couple of years ago. So if you're talking about those surprise wins, Dave, I think they're the, the fixtures we should be eyeing up. Um, very quick thought from you on the FA Cup. Are you happy with the Norwich draw? Um, I think the main thing was to get a home draw, so that's the uh, the first thing against another Premier League side. I mean, they're uh, battling as well, so maybe they won't be taking it quite as seriously. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We put out a, 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 we made a lot of changes, made eight changes for the uh, Peterborough game, but we had a, a strong side um, out there. I'm guessing there'll be a, a similar lineup, but depending on uh, on injuries and, and such like when we come to play them towards the end of January. Um, and I think we've got every chance, a home home tie, you'd fancy yourselves to uh, to get through and see where we go. I mean, one way of looking at it, three more wins and we're uh, at Wembley for a semi-final. So, again, we shouldn't be looking too far ahead, but um, there is that possibility with the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Dave, you are relentlessly positive. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, Norwich, I think one of the things I've been thinking about with this is Norwich have got their own Premier League survival battle ahead of them and they're not going to fancy an away trip to a side where they've already been humbled, shall we say, um, in the Premier League and, and a game that they found very difficult to win. So I fully expect them to rest many players and just try and get themselves out of the cup as soon as possible. I think we'll win and I think we'll we'll find ourselves in the hat for the fifth round, which I'm very excited about. Um, but let's, let's not worry about that. We've got a preview show to do, Dave, distracting me with, with Claret's talk. Um, before we get on to, to previewing the show themselves, we obviously have... Um, some quiz questions. Oh no, no, just one quiz question to catch up on because we did the others, didn't we? Yeah. In the in the other shows. Um, so there was a quiz question that you left for our listeners at the end of the Aston Villa preview, and that question was: Which three players scored Burnley's goals when Aston Villa were knocked out of the League Cup at Turf Moor in October two thousand and four? Um, take it away, Davido. Yes, the answers for those three goal scorers: we had Graham Branch, uh, a rare goal for uh, Mo Camera. Uh, and one for Jean-Louis Valois. They were the three Burnley goal scorers. The final score in that match was 3-1, and Robbie Blake also missed a penalty when the score was 1-1. Excellent. So did we get any correct answers? Uh, we had just the one, actually. We had uh, Rob Thomas. He'd been in touch with us with the correct names of all three scorers. 
Um, but that does seem to be the only correct re- reply we have this time. Ah, see, Rob's the one that didn't take his eye off the ball. He didn't have a Christmas break. John Robertson, I'm looking at you. Abandoned us for his family and his festivities. Um, but seriously, guys, get involved with the quiz question. Um, there's a couple. Of, there's well, there's probably about half a dozen regulars who who contact us every week and tend to always get the answers right. Um, and quite frankly, you know, we want some underdogs in there. We want some fresh names. So uh, we'll try and make sure we remember to tweet out the question as well, so that we can get more people involved. Um, and listen up, because young David will give us this week's quiz question at the end of the show. Opposition stats. So what we need to do today is obviously look at the next fixture and actually preview this weekend's game. And it is, of course, Chelsea away, which is being played on Saturday, the 11th of January at 3pm. Yay! Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Um, Dave, delve into that bank of yours and tell us. Um, well, actually, no, you don't need to tell us who we're playing because, of course, this is the return fixture. <clears throat> so why don't you start by telling us what's happened since we met earlier in the season? Well, going back to that meeting, uh, Chelsea were the visitors to Turf Moor towards the end of October. Uh, that was a Saturday tea time kickoff in a match that was shown live on Sky Sports. Uh, Chelsea won that one 4-2, uh, with Burnley making the score slightly more respectable with two late goals after Christian Pulisic had netted a hat-trick for the visitors. Um, after that match, Burnley dropped to 11th position. We had 12 points from 10 matches and Chelsea remained in fourth place with 20 points from their first 10 matches. Um, they've uh, maintained their fourth place in the table, uh, whereas Burnley, we slipped down to 15th place following the disappointing festive period that we spoke about, and no points from those three recent games over the Christmas and New Year period. Excellent. So we are going to be away, and obviously the last time we, we played them, it was at Turf Moor. So why don't you talk our listeners through the ground and the capacity? Where are we playing? Uh, well, we're at Stamford Bridge. That's been Chelsea's home ground ever since they were formed in 1905. And it's one of those strange situations where the ground came before the club. Um, the, the, the ground had been built. Um, and what happened was they tried to palm it off onto Fulham. They didn't want it. So in the end, they uh, created a new club and that became uh, Chelsea. Um, It currently holds just under 41,000 supporters and it's been a relatively happy hunting ground for Burnley fans in the 21st century, um, as we will go on to mention later in this preview. Uh, Our allocation of 1,534 tickets, I think, will probably have sold out. Um, So hopefully there'll at least be a decent away following in West London this Saturday afternoon as we strive for our third away win of this Premier League season. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, so looking at the the fixtures between the two clubs, what's been the heaviest Burnley defeat at Stamford Bridge, obviously? Yeah, we're looking now for the uh, away games down at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea can boast uh, one win against Burnley at Stamford Bridge by a five-goal margin, and that was a 6-1 victory in September 1957. Uh, Since then, they've registered a victory by a four-goal margin, and that was a 6-2 win in an FA Cup fourth-round tie in January 1978. Excellent. And what about Burnley's biggest win? Yeah, well, we're giving you the bad news. The good news, the better news, is uh, Burnley's biggest victory at Stamford Bridge was by a four-goal margin, and that was a 6-2 win in a first division match in October 1960. Uh, Jimmy Robson scored a hat-trick, with the other goals coming from Brian Miller, plus a Jimmy McElroy brace. And in that match, Jimmy McElroy had also failed to convert a penalty in the first half, with Chelsea leading 1-0 at the time. 
Excellent. Um, so what about um, Burnley's last win then? Uh, quite recent, yeah. There'll be uh, one or two listeners, I think, who will uh, have good memories of uh, of this match. Um, it was the first match of the 2017-18 season and it was full of incident. Uh, an early red card for Chelsea's Gary Cahill was followed by three first-half goals for the Clarets, uh, two for Sam Vokes and another for Stephen Ward, a really good goal from Stephen Ward in between. So we went into the uh, break unbelievably three goals up, uh, playing against 10 men. Uh, despite pulling two goals back in the second half, uh, Chelsea were later reduced to nine men after Cesc Fabregas was sent off, um, but they couldn't prevent a famous 3-2 Burnley win. Ah, that's what I like to hear. Um, God, that was that was the stressful second half of that game. I remember it well. Um, what about last season's meeting? Uh, well, yeah, in that game, uh, after taking an early shot lead at Stamford Bridge with a goal from Jeff Hendrick, uh, we then conceded two goals in quick succession but came from behind to salvage a point in a 2-2 draw after Ashley Barnes had scored. Uh, All those goals were scored in the first 25 minutes, uh, and that match took place in April towards the end of the season. And who's that? Well, we all know who this is. We don't need any interruption because it's... uh... We'll, we'll we'll hear his, his actual name, but he's, he's obviously the, the manager is known as Chelsea's Frank Lampard. Well done, <laughs> as he's always known as. He doesn't just get called Frank Lampard; he's Chelsea's Frank Lampard. <laughs> it's just Frank Lampard's Chelsea, isn't it? Oh, of course, yes, that's it as well, isn't it? But yeah, it, whichever way it is, it's one of those ridiculous sky lovings. But why don't you tell us all about the manager? Well, we did this in detail for the uh, reverse fixture, but um, he was appointed in the summer, and he was, as we say, in charge for the reverse fixture at Turf Moor and remains in charge at Stamford Bridge. That won't be the case for all the teams we play this season, and we'll go into more detail uh, for those previews for the managers that have changed. I'm thinking probably uh, Watford might have changed the manager once or twice before we play them again. Brilliant. Um, So what about some head-to-head stats then, please? Okay, Burnley's all-time away record against Chelsea in all competitions stands at played 49, 1-16, drawn 10 and lost 23. Uh, that doesn't sound on the face of it that brilliant, but uh, that's an all-time away win percentage of 32.7%. And that's our second best all-time win percentage when you look at the teams we're playing in the Premier League this season. That's behind Bournemouth. When we beat Bournemouth, uh, we've had five wins out of 15, which was 33.3%. That's pretty good, bearing in mind the average is only about 20%. Uh, so Chelsea are the second uh, best. That's the second best away ground for us historically um, when we look at top flight matches only uh, our away record is a little bit better than that we've played 37 won 15 drawn 7 and lost 15 and that's a win percentage of 40.5 percent um, and as well as being our 50th away game against Chelsea this weekend it's also the 100th meeting between the two teams at all venues and in all competitions and in terms of those stats the number of wins is level between the two teams. We've won 37, they've won 37, and it's uh, the, the the draws were 24. That does include, actually, the... Um, sorry, 25. That does include the fact that the Carling Cup win, even though we went through, is classified as a draw, even though we won on penalties. Excellent. Good stats. Um, OK, well, in our new feature, then, when we come to the second half of the season, um, I can't remember what this replaced, but we're, um, we're looking... At- Oh no, play for, play both. for both. That was it. Uh, we've already yes. gone through those. We've played for both. So we've got do, 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 celebrity fans. That's a new jingle. Do you like that? 
Shall I stick? Shall I leave that to? Shall I leave that to producer Matt? I think I should, shouldn't I? <coughs> Don't give up the day job. Okay, celebrity fans. <laughs> celebrity fans. Yeah, um, for Chelsea, these are the names we found for you: um, actor Michael Caine, Suggs, who's the lead singer with Madness, DJ Trevor Nelson, actress Minnie Driver, broadcaster Jeremy Vine, Lord Sebastian Coe and former Prime Minister John Major. And, but I wonder how many of them will be in the stands at Stamford Bridge this Saturday? Uh, mm. None. <laughs> and then finally, Dave, who's the man in the middle on Saturday? Who's going to be refereeing the game? Uh, we've got Kevin Friend in charge at Stamford Bridge on Saturday afternoon. He's taken charge of two Burnley matches already this season. Uh, he was there for the 3-0 home win over West Ham United, as well as the 5-0 defeat away at Tottenham. He's going to be ably assisted from Stockley Park by the older Madley brother, Andy, who's been given the role of video assistant referee this weekend. Brilliant. Now, we don't want to leave it there, Dave, do we? Because I know you and I know you better than anybody when it comes to stats. You want to delve into that Bible of stat man, Dave, stats and give our listeners the miscellaneous stat of the week. Statman Dave's stat of the week. Yet this week's stat of the week is uh, when Burnley were the visitors to Stamford Bridge in a first division match in April 1969, Chelsea took the lead in the first half through a Bobby Tambling goal. But the Clarets equalised 10 minutes later when Dave Thomas scored direct from a corner. His flag kick was helped by a swirling wind and the bright sun which deceived Chelsea's goalkeeper, Peter Bonetti. Burnley went on to win the game 3-2. Excellent. That is a Good, good stat. Um, so moving away from, I, I guess, the, the paper, um, where's your heart on this weekend, Dave? Do you think we've got any chance of getting anything from this game? Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking about this before we uh, we came on air, and my, my view is that maybe my heart thinks, well, yeah, maybe we'll get a, a draw out of it. When I look at the, uh, the opposition, when I look at the state of our squad and the injuries, um, my head thinks we're probably going to lose this weekend. So... Heart 1-1, one, one, uh, head 2-1 uh, defeat. Yeah, I think the thing that worries me a little bit about this game, and I'm talking to my dad about this on the, on the way home this evening, um, I do, I, my dad said exactly the same thing, I do genuinely feel like a, a point's going to happen this weekend. I feel like it's going to be a draw. But the problem with that approach is that I our best chance probably of getting that draw is, is doing the famous Burnley, that resilient type game that we play, frustrate them and, and get a nil-nil draw. We've done that so many times. But I just can't see us keeping Chelsea out or at home. Um, so I think they're going to score at least one. So then do we have the goals in us to be able to claw one back or go one goal ahead and, and you know, just only let one goal in to, to get that draw? And from... From the recent performances, we don't feel like we've got that many goals in us. Now, hopefully, the performance, the relaxed atmosphere in the Peterborough game will you know, spur the players on, relax them a bit and just give them a bit of fresh impetus to go out and score goals. But um, I, I share with you as well. Um, I don't think the injury news is as bad as we first thought. I mean, this has all come out since we recorded the main show on Tuesday. Um, JBG's not as bad as we thought he was going to be. Um, and Ashley Barnes is finally getting that groin injury looked at. So it, 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 we might end up being a bit short, but I guess 
for these games that we're probably not expected to get anything from them, Dave, that's probably the best we can hope for is to get them fixed during this period. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, if, we, if we're having our injuries now and they don't get any worse, we can start uh, um, improving them, getting them back to to fitness. Then that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, but you've got you've got to play the games that are in front of you. We've obviously got an important game coming up at the weekend. There's three points available for every game, so we can't afford to be um, too blasé about saying, "Well, you know, this is a a, a free hit and, and and take that view." So I'm sure that the team and the squad and the management will be taking it very seriously. Um, and try try our best to do uh, well. Try to recapture some of the form we've had at Chelsea in recent seasons. We've, well, we're going back a few years, obviously now for the um, for Carling Cup win. But I'm thinking more of um, the games with Sean Dyche. We had the one 14-15 where we came back from a goal down and uh, got a one-one draw. Uh, we got the draw last season, and we've had a, a win in 2017-18. So it has been um, a ground where we have ground out results good win and a couple of draws in recent seasons so we're going to have to try and uh, try and do that again brilliant well fingers crossed um let, let's see if we start next week with something positive to talk about and some premier league points in the back fantasy premier league update and we move into the second half of this show with of course a fresh look at what on earth has happened over the Christmas period with the much-coveted and much-loved and ultra-competitive known and ever fantasy Premier League. Now, we pre-recorded the festive preview shows in advance, as you know, because we got ourselves tied in all sorts of knots. Um, Dave, Simon, we're not doing that next year. Um, it does mean that there has been an opportunity to accumulate a lot of points in the past rounds of matches. Um, in fact, I don't even know what's happened since we last gave you an update on the known and ever uh, fantasy league table. So, Dave... Why don't you tell us all about the movers and shakers and who excelled? Who who got on on Santa's good list over the Christmas period? Well, looking at the table, we've got uh, two managers towards the top who will be familiar to our regular listeners. Uh, in the lead with 1,265 points is John Sutcliffe with his Subculture FC team. And he has a lead of 12 points over Tall Paul's eponymous team, Tall Paul, in second place. Uh, we've got two managers level on points in third place. That's a further seven points behind. Uh, firstly, there's a climber as Max Robinson's team, Gamers Stones, makes a bid to topple the leaders. And level with him is Bennett Howarth. Now, I've got a bone to pick with Bennett Howarth. I'm sure their team wasn't previously called Var Humbug. Very good name, but I've checked our old show notes and it was previously Rolling the Deitch. So what I hadn't realised is it's possible to just change your FPL team name whenever you want. So that's news to me. I might do um, that. Difficult enough... <laughs> Dingle Bell it's difficult enough not sure track. next week's list. I will tell you that now. Like, oh, your name will yeah, be there. Be like, no, 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 that person in the bottom. No, no, that's not me. That, that's me there in six. Look, look, look. <laughs> it's got your name, but the team name, yeah, apparently you can nah. change. So it's difficult enough keeping track of the uh, weekly ups and downs without team name changes to... See, our listeners are having a laugh with you, Dave. They want to keep me on your toes. You're finding this far too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- despite there being another three rounds of matches, uh, you and I are both non-movers over Christmas. Oh, sure. Um, I seem to... Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Uh, I seem to be stuck in 135th place, uh, and you are still second from bottom in 163rd position. However... I'm liking the fact that I've now built up a 121-point buffer as I at least try to salvage some credibility and finish the season above you. I think you're going to do that. 
don't you? Oh, there's a long way to go yet, though. You never know. I might surprise you. Um, what about the dream team then? Um, what's been happening over the Christmas period with regards to, to players? Uh, well, I've not kept track of that all over Christmas, but what I have got the details of the dream team for last weekend's matches. Uh, the best combined 11 would have been uh, Leno of Arsenal in goal, a back five of Socrates, Robertson, Southampton's Jack Stevens, plus Fredericks and Aspiliqueta. Uh, then we've got Noble, Perez and Grealish in midfield. And finally, uh, Gabriel Jesus and Gerard Delefeu up front. Uh, and in case you're wondering, that means there weren't any Burnley players in that dream team, which will probably come as uh, no surprise to anyone. Yeah, I for one, I'm, I'm shocked as hell. Um, fine. So, what about um, the actual? Where did we get to? I can't even remember where we get to. Is I'm out of practice with the, with the Premier League. So obviously we know Burnley players. Um, what about um, the actual league tables themselves? I mean, who is the current Burnley leading points player? Play with points. Well, we didn't get too many points over Christmas and New Year with the games we played, but uh, Nick Pope and Chris Wood now share the lead in terms of being the Claret's highest point scorers. They've got 75 each. Overall, Jamie Vardy is still the number one player. He's got 144 points, but he's closely followed now by Kevin De Bruyne on 141 and uh, Liverpool's Sadio Mane on 140. Mm, interesting stuff well now that we're back to a more regular schedule of matches we're going to obviously keep bringing you regular fantasy premier league updates for the remainder of the season until we discover who will be our ultimate champion in may um you never know we might even be able to get them on the podcast for some tips dave that's a really good idea um listeners a little bit of a behind the scenes thing for you dave wrote that little bit of script for me so i didn't know that that was coming till i read the end of the sentence and that is a really good idea so whoever wins we'll get them on the preview show um We'll have to, well, if we've got a really obvious one, oh, I don't know how we're going to work that, and I'm not going to bore our listeners while my brain ticks that over <laughs> live on air. Uh, we'll get them on the podcast at some point, but that's great. Maybe the start of next, if we do a preview, preview, preview at the start of next season and uh, get them yeah, to uh, give some advice. Yeah, see. Whatever he said. That's, uh, yeah, that sounds good. So that's an incentive for you guys. You can uh, win the, the, the Fantasy Football League and bag yourself a place on the preview show along with the legend that is Stat Monday. And finally, we finish this week's episode with the other much-loved aspect of the previous show, and that is, of course, Dave's quiz question of the week. Dave, what are you going to challenge our listeners to this week? Okay, this week's quiz question is, uh, when Burnley knocked Chelsea out of the Carling Cup on penalties in a fourth-round tie in November 2008, the Clarets finished the match with 10 men, but which player was sent off during the second period of extra time? Hmm. I don't remember that at all. I remember, and I think it's because I wasn't at the Chelsea, I wasn't at Stamford Bridge for this game because I was at law school at the time studying for um, my law exams to, to, to qualify, essentially. And... I was in lectures when this day was, and I think I had exams or something, so I couldn't go. And I remember recording the game and watching it at something like midnight and going on a complete media blackout. So I remember the penalty, I remember us scoring quite early on, did we? And I remember the penalties as well. Oh, I don't remember anybody getting sent off. 
Hmm. Anyway, Dave, uh, that's that was really that. I'm going to try and think about that. Not for the first time. Shock. Um, well, why don't you tell our listeners how they can submit their correct answers? Uh, yes, they can tweet or message us on Twitter at No Nay Never. Post on our No Nay Never Facebook page or email podcast at No Nay Never dot net. Excellent. Um, and apparently, you've got some um, stats about some red cards or something. I've, well, I've tried to compile it. I'm still in the process of doing it. So it's not not that easy. But there are details now of 160, well, over 160 past red cards for Burnley players. And there's uh, almost 200 for our opponents. And that's incorporated into the Burnley match database on the Burnley stats page, uh, which we use to uh, research the preview show. And you can discover more about the bad boys of the past by visiting this helpful short link at bit, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Burnley stats and that's all in lowercase. Excellent. Well, we will, of course, reveal the correct answer to our quiz question at the start of our next preview show. And that is all we have time for this week. Goodness me, time doesn't half fly when you are having fun. And um, We're going to leave this week's podcast with a little bit of a plug. Um, Dave brought this to our attention and it's something that, that Team None are never going to... Um, attend it is of course in march that well this season it's the 20th anniversary of the 2000 promotion season and dave apparently the bfpa are doing something to mark the occasion uh yes there's a, a dinner on saturday the 28th of march uh, that's at 7 p.m um and basically the getting uh supporters there for dinner but also trying to get i think as many of the squad there for uh for that so um, that'll be a really good, uh, really good event. Um, these things are, are really good when you get the, uh, the the past players together and get the supporters. Particularly, twenty years, it's an important milestone, um, and it'll be a really good night. Yeah, it does. And um, there is a contact email here. I think we will probably put this out on the on Twitter page as well. But there is a contact email address for anybody who's interested in getting tickets. It's twenty pounds per person. Um and that is um the contact is an email v dot simpson at burnleyfc.com. So we will pop that those details in the show notes or we will uh, post them on Twitter. And uh yeah, if you can if you can get yourselves there, um I think Team Non and Ever's gonna be there as well. So so it'll be a good night all round. So that is that genuinely is everything we've got time for this week now. Um, we have looked at Chelsea away, we've looked at quiz questions, and we've looked at Premier League fantasy football. Um, the main po- podcast will be back next Tuesday slash Wednesday as normal, where we will be analysing what happened at Stamford Bridge this weekend and see essentially where we are looking as we go into the second half of the season. Um, Dave and I will be back next Friday as usual to preview the next game, which is Leicester, is it? Or do we have an FA Cup in between? I can't remember. Leicester. Leicester, excellent. We'll be previewing Sunday, Leicester next yeah. week. Yes, uh, on Sunday. Yes, see, Dave's on the ball. Um, so please do join us for that. Um, our thanks as ever go to producer Matt for um, editing the second preview, second show Sorry, this week. Um, we do ask a lot of him and he never grumbles. He is wonderful. Um, but my thanks, my main thanks, of course, go to Dave Roberts, Statman Dave, who puts in an extraordinary amount of effort into the preview show and, well, quite frankly, would not exist if it wasn't for his expertise and his hard work. So thank you, Dave. It's always a pleasure. Um, we will be back next week as normal. Um, if you've got any questions or quiz answers or anything that you want us to, to debate, then you know how to get hold of us. And we will see you next week. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.